What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you for hanging out with us as we dive into another spooky movie. And can you believe it? It's that time again. Discord decides. It's back, baby. Baby, we back. And... Once again, it snuck up on me. It always kind of does. <laughs> I'm telling the truth. It always kind of comes out good. of the woodworks. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's a great surprise. We did just get off vacation, you know? We're fresh off of vacation brain. Um, Getting back mm-hmm. into the swing of things. That whole week that I was gone is a wash for September. Doesn't even count towards um, September time because... I was I was living on a different I was living a different life. That wasn't Erica. That wasn't Erica that was out there in LA. That was somebody else. That was that was the Bachelorette. Yes, <laughs> that yes. Was. That was the Bachelorette. Um so now that I'm back and getting reacquainted to being Erica again, I wasn't prepared for Discord decides to be here so soon. But like I said, always a welcome surprise, always excited for it, and always pleased to see what the homies picked for us. That's true. And honestly, the topic for this month is very in line with both of us ending our vacations mm-hmm. uh, because this month it was vacations gone wrong. Vacations gone wrong. Wrong. <laughs> and thankfully, this wasn't our experience. Um, we, no, had no, we had a vacation gone vacation. right. <laughs> yes. Gone very right. And... So, yeah, we decided to focus on vacations since summer is coming or has ended, right? Summer's over. It's fall. I, I consider it done. Yeah, okay. I, I'm also in L.A., though, so mm-hmm. you got to remember I have a different perception of weather and yeah. time and seasons. You have an endless summer. Um, but here and everywhere else <laughs> outside of California, I think I think officially, though, like calendar according to calendar time that fall has started i think it's like Mm -hmm. end of september mid-september is as summer is over which is strange to me because i feel like when i was younger growing up i always thought the end of august was the end of summer well yeah because that's when you go back to school and you're like Mm -hmm. oh well like i can't play and have fun with my friends anymore summer's officially over it's canceled because summer's canceled because it is for me but okay i'm about to blow your mind so actually the day that we're recording this is september 21st tomorrow september 22nd is the official start of fall wow that deep into september who decided that is it the same people that decided no more daylight savings it feels like the same room the same uh feels like the same brain power working working (laughs) to make these decisions but no i guess yeah september i mean and granted it's still warm but it's not always like this as we know global Mm. warming has changed something like changed how hot it stays and for how long and so i'm like in the past when it was already cold, y'all had people out here claiming summer was still alive and thriving. 
I would have laughed in their face. But according to <laughs> like the internet, <laughs> it's officially mm-hmm. fall tomorrow. So by the time this episode comes out, it'll be fall, which means that va- vacation, summer vacation, those kind of things are over. It's I mean, you can still yeah. go on vacation in the fall, obviously, but not 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 like the hot girl summer vacations. Mm-mm, mm-mm. More just like mild fall vacations, yeah. you know, relaxed. Yeah. Crunch some leaves under your boots. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Those are the grown up vacations. Those are <laughs> those are definitely the grown up vacations. The old go somewhere to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but the people that we're going to be talking about today, uh, they didn't have a hot girl summer nor a mild fall vacation they just had an all-around bad time yeah they had a killer outback summer killer on the outback summer we'll go with that (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're talking about wolf creek and like i said this was voted by the homies as the vacation that goes wrong appropriate and first things first most importantly roshane on a scale of one to five how scary is this movie this is another hard one for me at least to uh pin down because i do think it is a taste preference and the kind of stuff that you watch will dictate how scary this is for the most part everything scary about this in my opinion comes from how realistic it is it's very there's a lot of realism and a lot of like this could actually happen and if that stuff scares you this is like a four or five for sure Um, I think for me personally, I'd give it a solid three. Um, I think there's a lot of like realistic, disturbing stuff that happens. But overall scare factor, I don't think I was too, too scared. Uh, But I do want to respect the people that this this kind of stuff may invoke some feelings in them. And I'm going to let them know that there is some stuff in here that you may find disturbing. So I'm going to give it a three out of five. Okay, okay, that's fair. That's fair. How about yourself? I think I'm going to give this one, actually, I think I'm going to give this one a 4.5 out of 5 because I feel like for me, kind of like what you said, I feel like for me, this is the kind of story that is very scary to me. This like really reality-based, horrific killing type of situation because I think I've spoken before. I'm, I'm one of those people where every once in a while I'll get like a hankering for some sadistic kind of gruesome gory movies but still even still I usually go for the ones that are a little bit more silly or not silly but like ridiculous the pre- like heightened. Yeah, yeah yeah the premise is like oh well we're gonna put you in this cube that slices like and I'm like okay that's not real but when it comes to mm-hmm. killers and and serial killers like the one that we experience in this movie and the circumstance that our characters are in feels very real to me um which is very scary to me and I think the the characters themselves feel very reality based for me which is also just like heightens up the scare um so yeah for me it's especially watching this at night um yeah 4.5 out of 5 scary factor okay i think i think that's pretty fair i think that's pretty fair and also before we go into the breakdown and synopsis just to ask you because for me this is a first time watch was it a first time watch for you too or no yeah yeah for the most part i had seen 
I've never watched this movie the whole way through. Let me just say that. I had mm-hmm. seen a scene from this movie and I had seen the beginning of this movie, but I think I only got like five minutes in or something. Not very far at all. Okay. All right, y'all. We are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But today we are talking about Wolf Creek, which is an Australian horror film from 2005, directed and written by Greg McLean, starring Cassandra Magrath as Liz, Kesty Morassi as Christy, Nathan Phillips as Ben, and John Jarrett as Mick. Three backpackers, Liz, Christy, and Ben, are taking a cross-country drive through the outback of Australia. Along the way, the trio make a stop at the Wolf Creek National Park to check out the view. But when the group tries to leave, they realize that their car refuses to start. Stranded with no communication, the group is found by a wildlife expert named Mick who agrees to help them if they return to his camp. Unfortunately for them, Mick intends to do far more than fix some car trouble. Insert beachside hangovers, campfire farts, and a knife-wielding Aussie who never misses here. Our film concludes with our trio trapped in the middle of nowhere with a crazed serial killer. Will they manage to escape the dire situation? Or will this outback become a bloody graveyard? Also, you call that a knife? This, this is a knife. Roll credits. All right, well first, Let's discuss the fact that once again, we're covering a movie that is based on real events. um, Based. Loosely. Based. Loosely based. Mm -hmm. Um, This is based both on Ivan Millet, who was an Australian serial killer who um, was called the backpacker murderer because he exclusively killed um, hitchhikers, backpackers that were in Australia, in the Australian outback. Um, So it's kind of based on he was probably the inspiration for the killer of Mick, not necessarily because they're like the same person or they have the same kind of personality but yeah. um, more so just because of his mo and also because i think very similarly to how vicious mick is in this movie he also was pretty brutal in in his killings um so i think that's kind of the basis for our killer and then it's also based on bradley murdoch who was also those um, backpacker killings happened throughout the 1990s. And then the killing of Bradley Murdoch in 2001, who was a British backpacker through Australia, who was murdered um, when him and his girlfriend were driving through the Australian outback and got flagged down by um, a man who ended up murdering him, but his girlfriend got away. So it seems like they kind of combined those two incidents to loosely frame our story Mm -hmm. which is 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 fine with me you know like i the this being based on like real events part of this movie didn't really matter to me 
too much. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt real enough that I didn't necessarily care whether or not it was real. Um, but it was interesting that they went down that route. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of like how they say, "Oh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based on real of true events," and it's really like a hodgepodge of different serial killers that they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." This this happened in a mm-hmm. in a certain capacity. It's not the story we're telling, but we took bits and pieces from real life situations to inform the story. Right. That's basically. What's happening here? Yeah, honestly, at this point in my life, anything that says like based on true events or like based on a real story, I kind of roll my eyes at because I I know that it's embellished mm-hmm. in some way. Uh, so those don't do a lot for me anymore. They y'all heard the paranormal activity episode. It it did affect me when I was younger for sure, but I think as an adult, I'm not really checking for that as much as I was mm-hmm. back then. And I don't know if it's necessarily used as much these days, too. But regardless of that fact, um, I think the capturing of real people and like a semi-real this could happen sort of situation is done pretty well here. Like they, yeah. they do do that um, all um, story inconsistencies aside with their like real life events. Yeah. Like I, I still think the inspiration definitely aided in grounding this story yeah and honestly i feel like particularly with horror movies it's a slippery slope to do that whole based on true events thing because i know for a while you're right it was really used as like a marketing tool that i don't think is done quite as much now unless they're legit legitimately doing like Dahmer or Mm -hmm. or ted bundy and like legit like actually focusing on real real serial killers i feel like that is is definitely a product of maybe uh older films and then it kind of had a reboom in the early 2000s i feel like but it is it is a slippery slope because you run the risk of sensationalizing a real event and and using that as a in making it even because already with horror you're getting into gruesome gory territory and it kind of becomes a Mm -hmm. spectacle and so you really run the risk of being exploitative of real victims and their real stories and so it's a really fine line to walk when you're gonna say based on real events and really tout that in front of your audience um i think yeah especially with this story because real backpackers in the australian outback did get killed by a serial killer and like in a fairly similar way i think that they really teeter the line um but yeah this movie feels really really like i said it's really brutal and it feels very real to me um in a Mm -hmm. way that i think other movies haven't felt to me in, in in that say that they're based on true events so yeah yeah, this one's got that this like got me. that like grindhouse polish yeah. on it that makes it really feel like you know you're watching a movie, but it's like the way that it's shot and the way that some of the scenes linger and the time that you spend with people. It's just like you feel uncomfortable because you it feels less like you're watching a movie at points and more it's like you're watching this event happen. You're like, oh, this is this is this ain't good. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, it's pretty. It makes you feel icky. For sure. <laughs> I know Most I definitely. did. I know I was sweating. Yeah. Um, also, I guess like it, it'll be in the um, 
in the blurb, but I, I guess trigger warning as well. Like we don't fully go into the realm of like sexual assault, but it's still kind of like it's talked about and it's mentioned. It's so implied. it's it's there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely implied. So, uh, you know, look out for that if you're triggered by that kind of stuff. Um, but with the disclaimers out of the way, Erica, talk to me. What's in your notebook? Okay. My first note was holy non-stabilizer, Batman. This movie starts <laughs> and it's very, very... We are closely approaching a guerrilla film style that almost makes me nauseous. And I was honestly very worried mm. within this first probably 10 minutes, I was really, really worried that I wasn't going to be able to stomach this movie in a just film style because there is no stabilizer that we're not using a tripod it very much feels like we've got the cameraman and he's just kind of like zoom in to just kind of catch and look and go around which does feel like you said realistic grindhouse almost like a documentary but it happens in such quick succession in this beginning that I was having a little bit of a hard time. <laughs> I, th I think that's fair. I, I Does it stay like that the entire time? I feel like it kind of like equals out partway through. It, it does, thankfully. Oh, okay. It either, either it, 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 or no, no, it does. It like, it kind of calms down as the movie goes on and we get out of the like, this is a vacation into more yeah. of the story. It calms down. But then I also think once the story picks up, I, it was easier to focus maybe on other things because it still goes a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, that, I, I think that's fair, too. Um, and then later on, we do have a lot more moments of like stillness while people are like hiding or like watching things happen and stuff like that. So there's less movement. Um, <laughs> funny enough, my my first note was just, yep, because <laughs> of that one scene when he's checking the fucking oh, engine yeah. that. That had me cracking up. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I think it's because so Ben, we'll talk about Ben in a second, but I go in and out with Ben. Like I like him sometimes, and other times he annoys me. In the sequence where he's getting the car checked out, I really felt myself in <laughs> Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the journey of his annoyance, the the way that he's trying to stay polite, but the longer it takes, the more irritated he's getting. I, I really felt felt a little bit of Ben during that sequence. Yep. 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 How long is this going to take, Mac? Not long. How long is that long? Well, I've almost got it. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. 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 Yeah, I could see you. I could see you doing a little Ben in that in that if that was you in that situation, <laughs> particularly because it's like it's not even just that it's taking a long time. It's the fact that 
this man keeps saying this one word to let him know he has to. <laughs> what does he have to do? Like press down on the gas or something? Yeah. Every time yeah, he says it. Yeah, just like to accelerate or so. Yeah. He's just like, yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. 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 I was like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Say yep one more time. I'm going to slap you, dude. I enjoyed, though, those those moments with where they were interacting with other people, um, like mm, other mm-hmm. locals. Besides, of course, the moment in the gas station where that guy is being a dick. But uh, even with Graham, the, the gas station attendant, I really liked that mm-hmm. that interaction he was too. so strange <laughs> he was just a goofy i just felt like he was like a goofy guy that probably just didn't he he to me just felt like the kind of guy who probably has the same group of guys that come in there every week and so anytime he gets like an outsider he probably he's just a little uh-huh. bit weird because he doesn't know what to talk to them about he doesn't he's just there to do his job but he's just like sitting there smiling in in silence because he's like i'm gonna be a great customer service guy but i ain't got nothing to say to you (laughs) you know and now i know this movie has a sequel and a tv series um and i don't think the character of graham comes back but i am very happy that he had no deeper meaning Mm. in the grand scheme of this movie i like that he was just a like kind of off but overly friendly gas station attendant (laughs) yeah yeah because this is one of those movies where as many like foreigners in a foreign place movies fall into you do sometimes get that random person who seems inconsequential but then has nefarious reasons that is usually a gas station attendant um you know Mm -hmm. the hills have eyes i'm looking right at you but no graham (laughs) yeah graham is just literally chilling he's just doing his job and saying hello to the random people that come through and trying to keep the locals in check (laughs) true true and now i will say with ben christie and liz i very believable like travel group i'd say like between them and i think the way that the movie is shot it really does capture that we're on a vacation vibe pretty damn well Mm mm-hmm I agree. I think especially when we get our driving montage, um, mm, it works. Mm-hmm. It works for me in this one. I <laughs> I honestly think that's the best thing that they could have done to hurry up and let us feel something for these characters. Let us feel how kind of young and having fun and carefree they are. You get you get the sense of their relationship, their friendship. And also it just it does feel like a regular road trip. I mean, we've all probably or most people have been on one and kind of feel that sense of trying to pass the time and pass the boredom and like just trying to find things to do, but also getting irritated mm-hmm. with those things that people maybe decide to do. And also like I feel it. it <laughs> I like the montage. It also reminds me of those montages they do for like wives when when you know that there's like a wife that's going to die in a movie and they do that montage of her like frolicking through the grass and then like her like the wind blowing <laughs> through her hair and she's under bed sheets and they're like <laughs> making food in the kitchen in the morning it kind of reminded me of that cuz obviously we know that a horrible thing's going to happen to these people but right now it's right. sunshine and bright like <laughs> that's what it felt like <laughs> everything's cool yeah, <laughs> yeah it's I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think that 
the the setup is nice and it does give you this sense of whimsy before things get very very dark um i know we talked about this before we started recording but the length of this movie is a thing like this is a longer long. movie it's long and now i wouldn't disagree with anybody who would fault it for its length because i do think that it does stretch in some parts um but i will say pacing wise for how long of a movie it is i do think pacing wise they do a good job of letting things happen when they should happen to escalate tension because i feel like for a long time at least for me watching this movie i was kind of waiting for the moment when we took that turn when things got dark and like our group gets into trouble mm -hmm. but it takes a significant amount of time before they're like truly truly in danger mm -hmm. um and I think what I really enjoy is that time we spend with them as just a group. It really does give you some time to, like, at least care about these characters a little bit, get to know them. Uh, I thought that the sequence with Ben and Liz on the mountain, was it Ben and Liz when or was it Christy? When they make out? Make out. When they, when they kiss. It's not yeah. a make out, guys. Make out. Much to my chagrin, <laughs> it was not a make out. It was a very cute, chast like step above a peck which felt was mm -hmm. just cute i was like oh this this feels this rings really true to me like the awkward laughter but yes it's liz yeah it's liz but yeah i mean that moment felt very genuine and like the little cute moments that they've had throughout um all felt very true to life and so when that turn hits and all of a sudden they're in this like really fuck situation and it happens very quickly like it is one scene everything is okay and the next scene everything has gone to shit and i love that transition i thought that that transition was really good and it felt earned for how much time we spent with the group but i will say i will say it did take a lot of run time to get there dude this movie's too long I will be that person who <laughs> who <laughs> finds fault in that. I think this movie is about 15 minutes too long. It's about an hour 45. I think they could have easily shaved 10 minutes off of this movie um, because. Mm -hmm. And I honest, this is going to be a hot take. I honestly think the shaving could have come after the switch when we are in danger when Mick has revealed himself and everything's going wrong, I think they could have cut time off of that because that's when I started to feel it grating on me. From all this stuff in the beginning of them just showing us these characters and us getting into things, the car not working, Mick taking them in, all of that I was okay with. It's once we get to the torture scene and past that, I really, really wanted them to trim some of that fat. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that hot take, but I'll I'll stew on it for a little bit. Yeah. Cause I think I could take from both. Like I, I definitely think there's some stuff in the beginning that could have been trimmed out. Um some of the fun in games, although fun, could probably have been snipped. But I do agree that there's there were points in the second half where I felt like that we were meandering a little bit. Um, something I liked that they did, though, was the jumping between characters towards the end. Mm. Yeah, like, towards the end, when we're switching from, like, Liz to, like, Chrissy and then eventually Ben, like, I like that because I wasn't expecting it. And for me, that shook up 
the the pacing enough that I wasn't too overwhelmed by how long the movie was. Um, I think following different perspectives helped ease that for me a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I liked that a lot, that it wasn't... A, just one person kind of going along this journey on their own, but also B, that they do split up because there's a while where mm-hmm. Liz and Christy are together and then they split up again. And so we, they kind of, mm-hmm. their stories kind of weave in and out of each other, which is really cool. And I think it also kind of throws these curveballs at the audience in the sense of we don't really know who's going to make it out of the situation because I think for many people you would say that Liz once everything starts popping off Liz is kind of being held up to be our final girl or at least the most capable in this and then she's one of the first people to get fully taken out and so I think you really get set up in this situation where you have no idea what is happening with these characters or what is going to happen with these characters. Mm -hmm. Also too, Ben, I mean, Ben starts off as our main three and then like it gets, he gets destiny's child and then, and then he's gone. He's just gone. (laughs) Nobody's talking. I mean, everybody's asking about him. We as the audience have this huge question mark about where he's at. We start to see like bits and pieces of him. And then it's not until the last Mm -hmm. like six minutes of the movie that he is back and yeah i mean what did you think of that <laughs> well funny enough now thinking about it out loud i was actually gonna say i wish that they did more like character transitions uh, a bit earlier so that we got that dynamic quicker mm-hmm. but now that i think about it they were doing that for the whole movie um like you know the first part is ben's portion then the middle part is liz then christy and then I guess back to Ben. When I view it like that, I like it more. I don't know if it necessarily translated in practice while I was watching it, but I think in hindsight, thinking back to the movie, I do think that that is a fun structure. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not very it's not very noticeable until I think you stop and think about it that the movie is kind of really split up into those parts. I think at face value, you have the movie as before they get kidnapped and then um afterwards but they can actually get split up into the three parts depending on whose perspective you're following mm-hmm. um and i like that i i do enjoy that and i think for this movie that was a good take because that's the whole idea i think if we were just following one person the whole premise would have gotten stale a lot quicker i think getting a little bit of time with everybody is the way to go especially when like even characters like Christy, who we don't really get to see too much of her on her own. Um, when we do get her on her own, it's one of the best parts for mm-hmm. me. I really enjoyed that that portion with the uh, with the chase and the and the shootout. Mm-hmm. So uh, I liked it. I gotta say, overall, I think I actually enjoyed it. But what about you? I wonder if that question came <laughs> from malice or from enamored. I... <laughs> where, where did it stem from? I think my biggest issue with that whole thing with Mm -hmm. Ben coming back at the end, I don't think we should have known that he was still alive until the very end. They have like cuts of him. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And he's like, Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, and you can just, you can just barely see like his face and like, so you don't know whereabouts he is, but he's obviously alive 
And I think that mm-hmm. was a misstep. I don't think we should have seen him at all until we cut back to him later because it raises a... Yeah. I, I just feel like it would have been better to assume that all oh, that's everybody taken out and then have this reveal of, oh, shit, Ben's still alive. And also, too, I feel like if we hadn't have seen him, I would have... It would have let my mind make up more... I would have been more like, oh, my God, what's he been doing to Ben this whole time? Because as it stands, it really feels like this man was not checking for Ben. Ben was just there. Ben was just there as like wallpaper for a while and was just decorating this cave because he was so focused on Christy and Liz, which is fine. They obviously were like. It's, I think it's kind of clear that, like, you know, women are probably his focus. But mm-hmm. if I hadn't have seen Ben, I would have probably have thought that he had done things to Ben, too, which he obviously has. But in my head, I'm just yeah. like, so what the f- was he just going to have Ben there? Just until he dies? Until he died? I, 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 I'm prob- more. Probably. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like I would have been more like distraught about Ben if I didn't know that he was just kind of like hanging out. Not just that, just that, uh, literally. <laughs> he was that literally <laughs> that pun, hanging out. <laughs> but, and obviously, you know, he was going through shit as well, but I almost wish that that was more secret to us. And then I wouldn't have known yeah. what kind of shit he was going through. And that would have been like, and so my mind would have just been running wild. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Because I, for the longest time until, well, not even until, I think for a, for a while there, when we started getting images of Ben again, I was curious, because we're going with the, the realistic vibe for this movie, I kind of thought for a second that we were going to get like these little images of Ben, and then one, either Christy or Liz was going to get away, and we were just going to leave Ben. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that this was going to be one of those stories where, like, we know there's another character, but based on the severity of the situation, we just can't get him. Like, that character's fucked. Like, sorry, that character's going to get left behind. And I got super excited for that, because I'm like, that's something that I don't think I've seen ever, honestly. And I think that that'd be a really cool thing to play around with. Um and I do think seeing little bits and pieces of this character that maybe you're forgetting about could aid in going in that direction. However, the direction that we actually went in, which is going back to that character and having them um, actually do something at the end, I definitely agree with you. I think we should have been left completely in the dark as to where he was until it was time to reveal that he was okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, then by the time we find Ben, he... Because that's another thing. It's like... We then see Ben, who has presumably been in this position. He's crucifixed um, for the two past two days since whatever has taken place has taken place. Um, or 24 hours. I, I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I don't know the time span in this. It's either two days or like over 24 <laughs> hours or something like that. But so Ben has. A long ass time. It's, it's a long time, particularly if you're in this position. <laughs> But I guess, and then it's like, then by the time we see him, he's decided to get off. And I'm almost like, was he Mm -hmm. trying to do that the whole time? Why didn't he get off earlier? Before? Yeah. What? It's like, yes, we can be implied that these characters got drugged that night, but the, uh, the other two were up and running about far quicker 
Um, so I think it's safe to assume the drugs would have would have worn off by then. So right, it does. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't really track why it took him that long to finally be like, all right, it's time to get down um, from this position. Right. Because yeah, Liz is sprightly when she wakes up. I mm-hmm. would assume that Ben would be feeling very much the same way. Um, well, not sprightly, but like I would almost have assumed but, that like, he'd have more. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. Me... Urgency, urgency. Yeah. Yes, because Liz is like bop, bop, uh-huh. bop. She's like running through the camp, <laughs> setting traps. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she was, and I give her credit. She was quick on her feet and uh, quick witted too, yeah. in terms of like adapting to the situation and trying to figure stuff out like she was coming up with solutions left and right and you know we love a smart character around here yeah Um, this was very clever um and so for me her fate is particularly tragic um especially mm -hmm. because we know that mick likes to keep them alive and likes to torture them until they die basically or he decides to kill them and now we've been left with a character who has been paralyzed and who will continue to feel everything but not be able to do anything which is really unfortunate for Liz because yeah she was very very good at adapting she was very very she was the one who was causing the most issues for him which is also why I think he was like I gotta do something about her because she's doing too much Um, but the only time that I ever felt with Liz that she made a silly decision was by um, hitting him gently on the back with a gun. Back with the gun? Girl. Should have finished the job. Should have finished the, the job. The soft thumps of the gun hitting his back. <laughs> That's not a... We're not doing anything. <laughs> we're not. No. In no way, shape, or form. And... I, in the moment, I was judgy. I was like, girl, what are you doing? But I like that it was a through line, that she just was not very equipped with guns. And that was something that I also don't think I see a lot of, is a character visibly struggling to use the firearms. Because I think when we get, when we talk about horror and we talk about these situations, we always just assume the characters know how to use guns. And, like, not everybody knows how to use a gun. And... I think they did a good enough job in certain places, especially like when she goes back and she's like fiddling around with a revolver. She doesn't know what kind of ammo it uses. Like she doesn't know how to load or use it. I think that they were smart in that regard. And so there's forgiveness there. I I forgive you for not fully knowing how to operate a firearm, but you knew better. You knew that he wasn't dead. Right. I don't forgive. And here's why. Um, because <laughs> you're right. I actually think I like what they did with Liz as far as using a firearm. Cause it's like, she still gets a shot off. She still is successful in some regard, but she's also not prepared for the kickback, which causes her to miss. Well, she hits him, but just not, doesn't kill him. Not anywhere lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, she struggles. She has a hard time reloading it, which is very very realistic reloading guns is not as easy as bop 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 like you have to put some some oomph into it and if you're not used to that you're not going to be able to do that especially with how hard she was shaking like she Mm -hmm. was not prepared for that what i will say is you are in a torture dungeon you are filled that is filled with lots and lots of weapons You don't have to use a gun, but 
You have knives. You have other things that you could bash his head in. So many tools. You have other options to to help. And 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 Chrissy's there like, kill him, kill him. And that's what you're trying to do. You just don't know how to do it with the gun. With but even even if you wanted to use the gun, hit him on the head. Hit in the head. Yeah. Don't hit him on the back. You're gonna wake him up. Like I, that's what it felt like. Yeah. Like she was like, "Hello," <laughs> um, and and obviously, guys, I get it. Tricky situation, high pressure situation, but you gotta think about the kill if you're going to be doing doing this thing where you're trying to save it and make sure the situation doesn't continue to occur. You have to think about the kill. That's obviously what she was already on the path to thinking about, and so. For a character that later spends time kind of picking around her surroundings and like really taking her time to look around and and I don't want to say wasting time, but kind of by like Mm -hmm. investigating, I don't necessarily think that her just saying, ah, fuck it, would would totally track for what their motive was at that moment especially when she had to go back in and get the keys i would have just Mm -hmm. been like i gotta fucking kill this guy make sure he doesn't wake up (laughs) like you like you have double tab zombie land come on now but you you, yeah you, you gotta take him out and like i even if i could even if i could fully forgive the the back pat with the gun i can't forgive you leaving the gun right next to the guy that just tried to shoot your friend with it. Like, even if you can't use the gun, even if you're not going to kill him, at least take the gun with you so he can't use it, not leave it right next to his body. And yes, granted, he went and got a shotgun instead. Right. But besides the point, <laughs> like, move move the weaponry so you have less things to worry about. Yeah. Yes. Let's... Let's move it. Let's keep it moving. Also, why did she go down into the the death hole later on? Curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly? Cuz like what she's looking for, she's looking for keys at that point, right? So I don't I don't well, know why she, she thought keys would keys. be down there. She already had the keys. I think she was just looking for another weapon. Um which is why she goes to the maybe, guns. Maybe she was looking for Ben, though. Granted, oh. it does not feel like at any point anyone was truly looking Bro. for Ben. They asked about him, but they didn't no. give a fuck. I, I wouldn't have been checking for Ben either, honestly. I would have been like, no. similarly to Mick, I would have forgotten about him. Because like at that point, I would have said, you know what? I'm going to get the police. I'm going to go ahead and get the police. And I'm going to try and yeah. navigate him to Ben. If I find him, I find him. <laughs> if we if we don't, we don't. Yeah. Like, cause and again, he's gone. That, that's real. <laughs> that, yeah, it's realistic. And then I also like too that when Ben eventually go like gets out and is running, he doesn't stop twice no. to look for the girl. He doesn't even think. He doesn't even have a passing thought about them. He is gone. No, this man said who? Chrissy and Liz? Who? <laughs> I came here on my own. But honestly, it's like because. In the grand scheme of things, that would be the better thing to do is to just leave 
sight unseen yeah. and try and hope you find help and then maybe try and get help to go back rather than like what Liz did was a ballsy move. She really could have just left. I mean, she saved mm -hmm. Christy a lot of torture in that moment. But at the same time, that really could have been an opportunity for her to just leave and try and find help without him realizing until hopefully way later on. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ben definitely was, Ben was like, it's me myself. Survival instinct. And I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was schmoovin'. Um, yeah. Now, we do got to talk about Mick a little bit. Uh, I'm curious about your thoughts about this character and how he worked as an antagonist for you. I think Mick is super creepy. I think he's played amazingly well. I think that there, the the way that he's played is so good in the sense of he is he's good at seeming like a charismatic guy and like easily getting people's guards down. But then I like how the more time they spend with him, there's this underlying layer of, oh, this guy's kind of fucking nuts, but I think he's okay. It's that's what it feels like when they're dealing with him in the beginning is he he's mm -hmm. really good at kind of making them laugh and being just this fun guy that's that's different and and you know different to them because they're tourists and and you can almost tell that for for Liz and Chrissy they almost feel like oh yeah this is that kind of stereotypical Australian guy we were mm -hmm. we were thinking we would run into. And yeah. I feel like he plays into that really well for them, mm -hmm. for their benefit. And then, but then there's this still that underlies who he is, even when he starts being really sadistic and creepy, you can tell that he really relishes in it, which I always think is really scary when you can tell that people are like having way, way, way too much fun with what the circumstances that are going on because those are the type of people that you know will will not want to stop um mm. so yeah i think he does a really great job with that um i do think that i love his laugh i think it's really like especially <laughs> that <chuckle>. yeah <laughs> especially when things start to get really intense still hearing that same goofy chuckle <laughs> is really unnerving <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. he does get a little bit superhuman for me in the road scene. Mm. As great as that scene is, my man gets a little bit, uh, a little Kurt Russell and, and death proof for me where it seems <laughs> like he can kind of do anything, but that's the only time I feel like that. Every other time I feel like he feels very human. Um, and, yeah. and granted we do learn that he is very skilled at what he does. I, I was more so taken aback by the fact that he found her so quickly rather than he, yeah. it wasn't so much him getting the shots and like getting those off. It was more so that he like found her right when she was being saved. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's like, it's his omnipresence that I think is strange. Yeah. Like that's. <laughs> That's the that's the very inhuman part about him is like he just is where he needs to be when he needs to be there for the sake of plot. And it works for the scare factor of like, oh, fuck, this guy's everywhere. Um, but it does take away from the like uh, 
oh, this guy is just good at this because, you know, he's trained with guns his entire life and he's also murdered several other families. So he's done this before. Like, it's less about his skills as a killer and more that he is just going to be where you do not want him to be every time. And I, I agree. That part's a little bit fantastical, I'd say. Um, or him being in the Very exact much car. during the, the list scene yeah, yeah. in the car. Yeah. Like, I know you're a smart guy. <laughs> I know you've done this before, but that's too much. That, that one I call bullshit on. <laughs> He's in the exact car that she chooses, which I guess is just like the f- first car that she runs to i can't i can't remember if it's the first car honestly um but yeah no he was waiting he had seen her at the door and he was waiting yeah he also had spare keys to that specific car because she had the keys for that car right right? well maybe he just always unless they were all just open yeah 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 um but regardless that moment was although dope in terms of like a kill scene Mm. um ridiculous in terms of like this is a human being yeah yeah definitely (laughs) but um (laughs) but as a whole character i think he's super menacing i think he's very creepy Mm -hmm. and i think there's something to be said about how fixated he gets on his victims in the sense of it he will uh, unless he has clarification that you're dead he will hunt you down unless you're ben but um yeah mm-hmm. otherwise if he if he can he will he will come for you and he kind of doesn't care who he takes down in the process i think there's something really scary about that especially because it's clear that he's so so um familiar with the area that they're in and they are obviously not and it's also very clear that he has some harbors some disdain for tourists uh which Mm -hmm. is also not great for our characters because they at least two of them of course are tourists and uh going back to something you said before too i think what definitely nails in that kind of sadistic part of him is the is honestly that fact that he doesn't really change like Mm -hmm. the character that we meet is the same guy at the end it's just the things that he's doing that have changed that like alter our view on him but the fact that he keeps that cheery personality it's very like joker-esque where it's just like god damn dude you are fucked up in the head for real for real yeah but um i i agree i i think he's very disturbing character i did like him as the antagonist funny enough when we watched the trailer i wasn't so sure how i was gonna (laughs) feel about him uh just because the trailer i don't think thankfully it doesn't give too too much away Mm -hmm. from what i recollect but like at least with him you get like a little snippet of his character and i remember watching that and being like i don't know how i'm gonna be afraid of this guy later on yeah he's a little i take those words back (laughs) <laughs> he, yeah, they they chose his most goofy moments to put in the trailer, um, which yeah was a was a good move on their part, um, and so when we first see him, and he is torturing Christy, it really reminded me of it felt like the last house on the left that scene from that that torture Mm -hmm. and assault scene because of how like long it was of just them in the room kind of dealing with that and Mm -hmm. it was effective but that was definitely one of those 
places where I, I thought, oh man, this is going on for a really long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> there must be an end to this surely <laughs> yeah and I, I mean i will say i don't like i don't necessarily want to be sitting in an assault scene for very very long um but i think an effective part of this movie especially on your first time through is just not knowing how it's going to end or like which characters are safe mm -hmm. um there were there were quite a few moments in that sequence where i was like I think she's just going to die here. Like, I think that we're just going to watch Christy die and we're going to have to follow Liz. Like, I wasn't sure if she was making it out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that may be because of how much these scenes get to breathe and how long you sit in them. It makes you uncertain about their outcomes. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's, it's like you you sit there and you watch it happen. And so, yeah, you're right. The way that it unfolds, because we're kind of watching it and at the same time that Liz is watching it. This is like her introduction to what's going on, but also ours in a sense. And so, yeah, there's this feeling of the way that it's set up, it really does feel like this is that moment where he's going to kill her just because of the whole way that it's set up and just from previous horror films that, have a very similar moment it feels like okay yeah this is definitely that moment where christy gets taken out but then of course later on we find out that that's not really the way that he operates um and it's mm -hmm. crazy because when christy dies it's so nuts but at the same time i was i sat there thinking like that was probably honestly the best thing that could have happened to her because yeah. the In alternative that to that which is which we get to see in this first scene of a victim of past victim the alternative to that is way 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 worse and christy is so fearful of that being like her future and so yeah we we kind of get like this for like this play where he kind of acts like he's gonna shoot her and she's like begging begging him not to kill her but i mean that headspace changes for her so quickly because later on he does end up shooting her that's how she dies but it almost feels like she's really given up at that point in time and she's kind of just like yeah, yeah whatever and it's it's it is wild because yeah you're right you you don't ever really know how these scenes are going to end for our characters which is why i think for the longest time you feel like liz is the main girl and then it switches to christy and you're like oh my god she's gonna make it because because all of because <laughs> you know you're like oh my god liz you like you did it you saved her and then you really start to feel like she she might she might get out and and i guess when you're dealing with a movie like this where you're out in the middle of nowhere kind of with a character that's so much more knowledgeable than you, I guess you kind of have to work through what, how do we keep this movie going? That's what it felt like for me at right. times is it was like, they try to escape. That doesn't work. They have to go back. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work. Now Christy's escaping. That doesn't work. It, you know, like I, I felt that's, I think that's what it yeah. was after a while is I just felt like they're on the move. No, they're not. They're on the move. No, they're not. This guy is yeah. everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I it, it it's a little 50-50 for me because I do think that them having to go back and forth really puts a, a magnifying glass on their situation of leaving that little camp is not enough. Mm -hmm. Like, they fully need to make it to some kind of civilization or find some kind of help but we know that they are as far as they know like hours out from 
anyone else based on the trip that got them there mm -hmm. so it just it puts you in this mindset of like yo i've seen some fucked situations in horror but this seems like a really fucked situation like i don't know how you guys get out of this and to good effect the movie plays with that and takes out two characters where several times where you're like oh no they can make it like there's still a chance for them and then even in like I think the last seconds of their life in their death scenes, you're like, holy shit, are they really about to die? I definitely felt that way with Liz. Mm -hmm. um, and granted, like, she's not dead, dead per se, as far as we know. But like what happens to her? Yeah, it's going to be I just worse. could not see that coming. Yeah. Like I could I, I couldn't see that sequence coming no matter how many things you put in my face. Mm hmm. No, yeah, agreed, agreed. I definitely feel like, particularly for her character, yeah, it just does not seem like they're setting her up in that way, which makes it feel so much more, I guess, realistic when it happens. Because just because they've she's been set up as the main girl, the main love interest, doesn't mean that she's going to survive just because we've been conditioned to feel that way. I feel like it's like, no, everybody is free game. Like that's kind of the point. Yeah. And um, I do like, I do, I will say too, I really love the, the setup of the situation, even in it, in and of itself, I think it's just really scary of going to this place and knowing that what was it like 200 miles was like the last gas station before the crater mm -hmm. or something stupid. Is that even, Wait, can you even go 200 <laughs> miles without getting gas? That doesn't seem right. Was that what the sign said or did I just make that shit up? <laughs> all I know, all I know is they were going in the middle of nowhere. Yes. That's what, that's all my brain needed. Long, that's all yeah. I as a simpleton needed was they're going far away from people. No one will hear them yes. scream. That's, that's all I took. Long ass miles before the next gas is what's important to know. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a minute. <laughs> and so... We've already established that. We've already set this up. They're out at this place. They have a really nice time at this crater. Um, there's also like a very beautiful shot of a sunset um, around this time. I think it's right before this night. I think it's when they're camping the night before where I was like, damn, mm -hmm. damn, that looked good. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I mean, there's some very nice shots of the sky. It's, it's It yeah. seems like they have some very pretty sky going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought overall the movie was very pretty and shot a lot better than I thought it was going to be based on the trailer. Again, going to the trailer, I'm not going to say whether or not it was a good or bad trailer, but just like the watching the movie is a completely different experience. At least it was for me. And one of the big things for me was just like how visually appealing, especially the latter half of the movie got. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that was translated very well in the trailer. No, at all. the trailer kind of reminds me of that commercial. That's like, you wouldn't steal a car. What? Like, that's telling you not to like, um, download music onto oh, like, yeah. CDs. <laughs> or pirating. Yeah, pirating music. <laughs> it's like filmed in a very similar way within like the transitions, um, and like how choppy everything mm -hmm. is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a really pretty. I mean, if they weren't being hunted down and killed, like I could see why they would maybe want to be out in the, in the outback. It looks gorgeous. Uh, couldn't be me, but mm -hmm. I could see why they would want to be there for sure. And so yeah, I like that reveal later on though when we see that this is Mick's thing. He makes sure that the car breaks down. He mm -hmm. then comes out as the hero and and helps them get to 
his to get to help, which is just his his place where he's at, like resides, and and then he just takes their car apart and drugs them. And I like that we see that moment where Mick has been following them since the gas station. He doesn't have anything to do with the people at the gas station. It's just very obvious that because that's the last place to get gas, he's probably realized that that's an easy place to track who is going to be going. Yeah, track Mm -hmm. who's going to be going in that direction. And if they stop, great. I will, like, you know, do whatever I need to do with their car because it's like a a three-hour hike to the crater. Yeah, he had more than enough time to fuck with their car. The way I would have said, "Uh uh-uh, we are not doing this. Three hours (laughs) just to the top of the crater. And then they kept walking down into the middle. And what? No, absolutely not. And then by the time- Damn, you gave me a 30-minute hike, three-hour hike, get out of here. (laughs) hours, bro. And then by the time that they're about to leave, they're like, oh yeah, we have like an hour until it's dark. An hour? That's not enough time. <laughs> That's not enough time. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. 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 They they were set up for full failure there. But yeah, I like I like that this is a repeated thing and I like that this that's established. Um I think that the way that it's presented is subtle enough that it's like it doesn't take away from things. Cuz I feel like although Liz is definitely spending too much time on her second trip back, I understand being curious enough to be like, well, if this is potentially going to be the last time I'm ever here, who the fuck is this guy? Right. Um, especially, especially after she saw the like newspaper clippings and stuff in the shed, I'd imagine her curiosity would get the best of her, and she'd want to know more stuff. So, like the way it's revealed, I think pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all that time though does end up leading to her demise, and on, for both her and um Christy, I just felt. It was interesting because, like, you know, we cover a lot of horror movies and we see a lot of death. But, like, the sense of dread that I feel like I just felt for both of those characters was very unique, I think, to this movie. And I think it's because of all that setup and, like, the not knowing who's going to make it. It just, they hit differently. They they really did. Yeah. It's just really a bummer. Like, there's just no other Mm -hmm. way to describe the ending of this movie because there's no sort of relief in this movie it's one of those Mm -hmm. where there's no kind of fun in it or no pizzazz or no out there-ness where you can kind of detach yourselves from the characters rather you just really feel like these are people who are really really trying to escape this situation and so when that is completely off board and you know what's going to happen to Liz and you know that Chrissy was so close, it just sucks. Like, it, honestly, that's the only way yeah. to say it. This, this movie, this movie's ending just not, it sucks, not in a way of where it was bad, but in a way where you're just like, bro, ugh. Well, that ruined my night. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Super bombed. Definitely a Debbie Downer of an ending. Although, <laughs> it's, I think it's actually kind of ironic because I think if you listen to enough of our episodes, you've probably heard me complain that I'm like, man, I want more dread in my <laughs> horror movies. Like, I want to feel, like, I want to feel shittier at the end. And now I got one. And I'm like, oh, now I, want a little I feel bit of too a shitty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel too bad now. <laughs> uh, but I mean, 
existential dread aside, yeah. I think I did still enjoy um, the conclusion for what it is, you know, mm-hmm. for like what it was trying to present and the vibe and the feeling that it was go- trying to give. I got that. I caught all that. It gave me those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just needed like a blankie and and some warm milk yeah afterwards. And some hot chocolate and maybe like i don't know a <laughs> hug well and then so well, yeah it ends with ben surviving so you're like nice but then it comes out that he has no information <laughs> that can help them find mick and so it's basically just mm-hmm. like we cut to mick walking into uh, a beautiful picturesque sunset and he is having just a lovely lovely sunset stroll through his killing grounds and you're like well mm-hmm. that fucking sucks <laughs> 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 yep and like again steeping into that realism though like fuck it makes a lot of sense even if he survived and got out like what's he gonna tell them right. be like all right some dude in the outback uh kidnapped me and my friends and i think killed my friends do you know where in the outback it is no can you can you identify this guy other than like his name not really like how do we know you're not the killer you know like there there are so many ways that you can see that not working within any sort of judicial system right and it just goes into that it just adds to that piling list of reasons to feel like shit at the end of this movie mm-hmm. where you're like yeah it doesn't really make sense that they would catch him like they, right. there's no hard evidence there to to lock him down for anything so like what do you actually do yeah because all they know is that it was far from the crater but they don't know what direction they were going they just know south but who even knows if this man was taking them south it was actually it was going south dark, yeah. like they were all tired ben's the only one who stayed awake and even he looked confused every time they kept cutting back to his face i was like ben do you want to say something do you have something to share with the class because your face says that <laughs> things are not going well and yet you are very very quiet and then they get there and ben and christy are yucking it up and and like making fun of Mick and it really pisses Liz off understandably so because Liz seems very uncomfortable that look that he gave Ben was (laughs) oh yeah I'm 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 gonna crucify you later (laughs) but it's crazy well but it's so that's the thing it's like Ben seemingly is the one who's irritating to him the most he obviously does not like Ben yeah but I honestly still think because Ben is Australian I think he was a little bit easier he got on Ben. Let off the hook. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the tourism card really did not bode well for Christy and uh, Liz. So, unfortunately, Ben had home field advantage, and not really much you could do about that. I do about that. There's nothing you could do about that. Mm-hmm. Although we, I did just realize when before we started recording that uh, the actresses that play Christy and Liz are also Australian, just doing British accents. I didn't know that. I <laughs> thought they were British. <laughs> Think a fair or something, but yeah. Regardless, they don't make it. It's <laughs> it's a. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter where they were from. They they weren't making it mm-hmm. out of the end of this movie. Apparently, they were not. Um, but and. They had a good vacation yeah. prior to that. They had a really crazy party with like yeah. the smallest pool ever, but so many people jumping into it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we needed a lifeguard uh, stat, but it's okay. So Ben like had her in a in a headlock when he when they were in the pool. I was like, okay, let her go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she can breathe. Uh, you're being kind of weird right now. <laughs> I get you have a crush on her, but, but... let her go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's for me. That's everything that I have for this one. Did you have any uh, closing thoughts before we rate it? No, that that's about it for me. Um, like you said, I do know that this has a sequel and a TV show. I don't ever, I don't think I can handle a whole TV show of this unless Mm-mm. they get into more ridiculous territory. I think the only way I could watch a full show of this is if they get away from the serious and fall more into the over the top. Mick is now so omniscient that you're like. Not omniscient, omnipresent, that you mm-hmm. have to be like, oh man, this guy's like super, you know, now he's definitely like a super, mm-hmm. super Saiyan villain rather than a whole season of what this was. Couldn't do it. I might watch the sequel, yeah. but nah, they need to lean into the ridiculous for that show. Mm-hmm. I know, I feel you. And I, I did watch the trailer for the second one. And from the trailer, it does seem like they're giving what you're asking for and that Mick is just getting away with whatever he wants. And it's more just like characters dealing with this unstoppable force as opposed to like realistic people being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So it does from the trailer, it seems like they lean a little bit more into the wacky of this idea, but still have to watch the movie to find out. Yeah. So might do it. It's on Tubi, so I might check it out. <laughs> maybe, maybe. During the daytime, probably. <laughs> when it's not dark. <laughs> um, all right. What are we rating this one out of Erica? Oh god. Um we could rate this one out of hunting knives or mm-hmm. I was gonna say like I was trying to think of something with crater. Um, first kiss craters. That's, <laughs> that's, just, that's just for the alliteration. <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at it. I am not mad at it, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 what about just like outback craters? Outback craters? Yeah. We can do that. We can do outback craters. I doubt we'll ever have that again. That's a grounded idea. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Unless, not unless of course. All right, uh, you want to go first, or uh, you, or do you, you want me to you go? go first? I'm still, I'm still debating. Um, all right. In regards to Wolf Creek, I think I think I'm gonna give it a four point five. Oh my! Out of five outback craters. Mm-hmm. It's which is interesting because I don't really want to watch this movie again, mm-hmm. but I appreciate it. I think that's just where a lot of it stems from. It's like, I appreciate the things that it was doing. Um, It tried some new things for me, at least, and things that I don't think I've seen in a long time or just like some plot devices or moves within the story that I wasn't familiar with. So they caught me off guard. It was very nice to have a movie where I genuinely didn't know what was going to happen next. And getting to follow along with that um, was an engaging experience. Um, the movie is long, but I didn't really feel the length too much because I was pretty engaged in what was happening in the story. Um, I thought the characters felt pretty real for the most part outside of a couple superhuman moments with Mick. I just think that 
for what the movie was going for and for what it was trying to present with this story of travelers being captured and dealing with a very shitty situation i thought it did a really good job Mm -hmm. and even though my heart soul and well-being doesn't need to watch this movie again anytime soon i thought that this is one that had honestly just fallen under my radar and i probably should have watched sooner because i think it's really good Mm -hmm. i think it does a lot of good things um despite the couple of flaws that it does have so overall i'm gonna stick with 4.5 out of 5 uh outback craters okay i think i'm gonna give this a three point and then i'm gonna give it like a 3.6 out of 5 outback craters okay it's weird i feel like this should on paper this should be a movie that i should like i feel like for any listeners they would maybe think that our ratings would have been flipped, flipped. just knowing the types <laughs> of movies that we are like into. But, and maybe it was just one of those things where it wasn't the vibe for me in this moment in time. Mm-hmm. But I will agree with you in a lot of ways. I do think that this movie subverts expectations. I do think that there is some really good character buildup. Mick is great um, as a as a villain. He's very, very, very intimidating and very scary. And I really think that particularly Liz and Christie's journeys feel just so real. And they're both characters that you really want to root for. And they're both characters who get so far and get so close. So it's really unfortunate to see when they're not successful. I just think that I really, I, on the other hand, felt the length of this film. I got to a point where I was wondering how there was still an hour left in this movie, which was (laughs) around the time, which was around the time that they got back to Mick's camp and were about where everything was about to rev up. By that point, I was, I was almost like ready to clock out and that was unfortunate (laughs) for me because this was the moment that i had been dreading this is the moment that i had been like preparing myself for but i think because by that time i wasn't quite as into it as i'd been in the beginning i was still like for that whole ending bit i was almost waiting for the ending rather than like being in the movie Mm. And so I don't really know where the shift for that needed to happen for me. Because like I said, I really, really enjoyed that first half. I like getting to know the characters and just getting through that. So it's weird to me that when the actual meat of the movie happens, I was almost wanting that to be shorter. I almost wondered if maybe that could have been sped up and the events of that could have just happened in really quick succession. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's there's a little bit of something lost for me there. And also too, Ben was a misstep for me in that second half. And I think mm. they could have really tightened up what they did with him to change that narrative as well. Um, so yeah. It's a movie that I probably won't go back to, and but I am glad that I finally finally watched it because I like I said I think Mick is a villain that I'm really happy that I got to see in mm. doing doing his thing. Um, three point six Outback Craters out of five. Solid. Well, there you go, homies. 
I would love to know what you guys think of this one, especially those who voted for us to watch this one. Um, let us know how many Outback creators you would have given this. You can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you want to talk a little bit more in depth about it and also take part in future Discord Decides, you can join our Discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. And that is just a place where we hang out with the homies and talk a little bit more in depth about all kinds of things throughout the week. We would love to see you in there. You can always email us as well. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. And if you are listening to this on the day of its release, that means it's Monday, which also means we are streaming tonight on Twitch. We play games every Monday. So come through if you want to hang out, say hello, watch us get scared, and have some drinks with the homies. And... Last but certainly not least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It recommends our show to more listeners, and we just like to hear what you're thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that yet, we would love for you to. Or if you prefer to leave a rating over on Spotify, you can do so by clicking our names, clicking the stars underneath our name, and once again, letting us know what you think of the show. But that is it for us, homies. That is it for this month's Discord Decides, and that is it for summer. We look forward to talking to you guys next time about all things spooky. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.